Joe Biden announced today that on Tuesday he is going to head to Michigan to walk alongside the United Auto Workers who are on strike, making him the first sitting U.S. president in modern American history to do so. We are in a new era of the American labor movement, and I bet you everything I have that this is going to be a question on an A-Push test, on an SAT, you name it, because it is history in the making. The great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been... an MC Light. Both. I would never let you in my VIP. We are enemies. We are foes. Who are you? And what are those? You are gross. Low snap. Mahomes moving pocket. Mahomes floats it up. Caught! Touchdown, Travis Kelsey! Kelsey finds a blank space for the score. Travis Kelsey. Scoring a touchdown for Taylor Swift. What a guy. I'm going to tell you this. And welcome, everybody, first of all. Yeah, hello, welcome. <laughs> um, Nobody can't watch it anyways, who cares? Yeah. For anybody that was watching football yesterday, do you already hate Taylor Swift? I already hate her. Yes. I, I had no real opinion about her. I mean, I, I know who she is. I know her. I know a couple of her tunes. I don't necessarily hate her. I never did until yesterday. The NFL gets a celebrity to show up at a game and they prostitute it like no one's business. Yeah, but they're dating now. I don't care what they're doing. Did you did you hear what he said? Did you get the joke? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Blank space. It's one of her songs. Yeah, I I get the joke. What I'm saying is I don't get the NFL. (laughs) I'm fine even watching the Kansas if you're watching the Kansas City game, I'm okay with, you know, every joke or every line they want to put in. She's he's plugging the hole, um, you know. She, she's got, you know, he's giving it to the tailback. I don't care what, what joke you want to give. I couldn't watch any football yesterday without these guys on the NFL telling me that Taylor Swift was at the Kansas City game. Did you not see, did you watch football yesterday or no? I did. Uh, some of it anyways. Dude, every highlight was, was and here's Taylor Swift know, at the Kansas sure. City game. Kept showing her in the, the the suite with uh, Kelsey's mom. Yeah, and she said the f word. Oh my god! Well, she you said, don't seem let's to fucking go. You don't seem to understand. I live with a kid because my daughter is sixteen, mm-hmm. who absolutely loves Taylor Swift. Like okay. the other day, she just got a. She spent like a hundred dollars on a cardigan. Sure. And all it's a, like it's purple. And it's, I guess it's pretty. And it comes packaged with little cutout confetti hearts and stuff. And then, but like you're paying for literally this little patch at the bottom corner of the, the cardigan that says Taylor Swift apparel. <laughs> I mean, it's a hundred dollar sweater because they put a patch on it that says Taylor Swift at the bottom of it. The sweater probably cost 13 cents that sure. made by some Indian kid in the middle of nowhere in a hut 
who's being paid a nickel for his three hours of work on his sweater. But it says Taylor Swift on it, so it's a hundred dollars. I'm not I totally accusing Taylor Swift, oh, by the way, of child labor. That's a joke. Uh, but, I, I'll accuse her of this. The only way you get to fuck her is if you've got the jab. I'll say that. that true? Well, Kelsey's the new spokesman for Pfizer. Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, you haven't seen the commercial that they ran four thousand times yesterday? No, I was I was kind of watching the Browns game in and out, but I, no, I didn't uh, catch that. Oh, let me let me find it for you. Yeah, he's the new spokesman for Pfizer, and then sure enough, he shows up and he shows up with Taylor Swift right after they start showing the Pfizer commercials. I got nothing major. I I got nothing major against Taylor Swift. I mean, to be honest with you, me either. I thought she was going to be kind of a joke when she started, and and what Kanye went up there and destroyed her life at the beginning. But all he did was actually help propel her into stardom. And now she is like the female version of, I guess, the Beatles, because um, she you know, is making a billion dollars doing what she's doing. Right? Well, that's fine, and she is kind of hot, right? Yeah, she's a, she's. I saw the fun one a great line on Twitter that said mm. something something about Travis Kelsey can, you know, only Travis Kelsey can score a six in and out of the football arena. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with that. She's about a six. She ain't that. She ain't great. I don't know, man. I wouldn't kick her out. Of... I wouldn't kick her out, but I wouldn't kick a six out. But I wouldn't go crazy to get it either. Would you? Would you do something outside of the ordinary to to date Taylor Swift? If she wasn't like worth a zillion dollars, yeah, if she yeah, was, yeah. if she was some girl named Taylor in the shopping in the in the shopping mall. Would you go crazy to? No, oh, I, I got a hit on that chick. No, I wouldn't go crazy. No, but yeah, you just walk right past her. And go, hey, how you doing? I mean, I asked my wife the other night when we were talking about Taylor Swift, and I said, you know, she might be the one chick that I would leave my wife for, only because of the Taylor Swift. Well, because of the money factor. I mean, you know, you no. do her and you get like a billion dollars for saying that you didn't do her. Well, but by that standard, then you then you'd probably leave your wife for Roseanne too. I. I leave my wife for Bill Gates. A... <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about money. Hey, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I have no shame in this world, Chris. You don't seem to understand. I'm all about the cash. Yeah, I like that. Bill Gates, Taylor Swift, whatever. Whoever's writing a bigger check. Yeah. Well, well Kelsey now can Come write on. a big check now that Pfizer's paying him. I'm trying to find that damn commercial. Where is it? Did they pull it down, maybe? Oh, here it is. Is this it? I think this is it. All right. Let me present. Share screen. Pfizer. (laughs) Here we go. This ain't it. Travis, did you know you can get this season's COVID-19 shot when you get your flu shot? Oh, two things at once. Two things at once! Two things at once! once. I'll have the... Two things at once, please. Now, back to two things at once. Two things at once. That's not two things at once. Mom! Travis, ask about getting this season's COVID-19 shot when getting your flu shot. Pfizer has aired its new and funny... What a douche. That is a douchey commercial. I'm very sad that I watched that. 
Yeah, well, no, yeah. now I'm hoping that he gets COVID and misses the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did anybody tell him that he still has a chance of getting COVID? You know what I'm sure they told him? Here's a boatload of money. Be famous and get my, and and you know what? We'll hook you up with that girl that you want to hook up with too. I, and from what I read though, that she actually said no to him originally. Like he wanted to give her like a friendship bracelet because he's a a gay person, and <laughs> who does that? So he wanted to give her a friendship bracelet, and she refused. And now she shows up, I guess maybe to say I'm sorry and hang out with him in the uh, the suite or hang out with his mom in the suite. Yeah. But did you see? I mean. Look, man, I, I, I don't get it. My daughter gets it, I guess, but I don't. But did you see the amount of fans who were hanging outside the suite just to try to see if they can get a picture oh, yeah. or anything? I mean, it was insane. Half the stadium didn't leave because they wanted a picture of Taylor Swift. Yeah, I get it. I Dude, I, I mean, I get She's a huge star. She's she's like Springsteen was in the 80s or U2 in the 90s. Is she, is she Michael Stones Jackson close? Not that big, no. Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson was that big on every inch of the planet. I don't think Taylor Swift is quite there yet. She is here, but I don't think she is everywhere. I could be wrong on that too, but I, I, I she's not as big as Michael. Dude, I don't think I don't think past, present, or future we're ever going to see a star as big as Michael Jackson was. I don't think so either. We, maybe we could talk about that, but I mean, like. I don't think the Beatles were as big as Michael Jackson. Well, maybe. Maybe not. I don't think so, because Michael Jackson. Ever see another one? No. No. The last last one with that, really, in our lifetime, mine and your lifetime, there's only really been two guys, in my opinion, that had that freakish level of talent as well as the ability to be loved everywhere. It's Michael Jackson and Prince. See, I, I was never I, a Prince guy. I never well, really got into Whether it. you liked him or not, right. you can't I, argue. His stardom. His stardom and his unbelievable talent. Just Elvis. the talent. I don't think Elvis was that talented. I just think that Elvis, <sighs> Elvis was the first. He wasn't like. I mean, he has a great voice, but he didn't write any of his music. None of it. But, but but I am saying, though, as far as being able to walk outside, be able to do anything, to be able to be that kind of a mega star was Elvis uh, close to what Michael Jackson was. Probably. Probably in that in that realm. You know, he. I, I mean, it, Jimmy the, Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Stop it. Jimmy Buffett's more he's more talented now than he was when he was alive. He's not even popular at his own restaurants. No, he stinks. Wasting away again inside my coffin. <laughs> wow, dude. I'm not Garth a Jimmy Brooks. Now that's a good one too. That's a good point. Garth Brooks is massive huge. I mean, he's he's that guy. See now he Who's a bigger talent, him or Taylor Swift? They both sell stadiums. She did, didn't she have to add like dates for the stadium tour? Yeah, like, yeah. like she like she announced in Pittsburgh and sold out in like three minutes, so they added another stadium show. 
I think she did. And I know Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks announces like 10 days in a row of stadiums, and they sell out every time. Yeah, Garth, Garth might be the guy. I mean, he might. Yeah, but then he's kind of gone away, though. What? But that's his own choice. Garth Brooks, for a while there, didn't he have like seven albums in a row that sold 10 million copies? That was crazy. 10 million. Nobody's done Beatles, that. Michael Jackson, Taylor Swift are the biggest. I don't think, I just can't put Taylor Swift in that category. She's only been that huge for about three years. Elvis, Beatles, Michael Jackson did it for 30, 40, 50 years. And I'll take, and, and here's where I'll argue the Beatles are not. Because when the Beatles broke up, John Lennon, it was common to see him walk in the streets. He could, he could move right. around New York City. You know, he was able to move around New York City without any problem. And I guess that's my question about the about Taylor Swift. I mean, she's going to be remembered, but is she going to be remembered in the same vein as a Michael Jackson or yeah. somebody like that? Well, and, and, and here's why. I mean, maybe with time, but here's the telltale test. Not for guys like me and you, but for everybody listening, this is the test. Can you name three songs by the Beatles? I'm going to guess the answer would be yes. Can you name three songs by Elvis? I'd imagine the answer is yes. Can you name three by Michael Jackson? I'd imagine yes. Can you name three by Garth Brooks? I'm going to also imagine yes. But can you name three by Taylor Swift? I'm going to say it's probably 50-50 with the audience. Yeah. And, I mean, and, I can't well, because, well, you know, I, I well, you live with it. But Yeah, I live with it. And then on top of that, you know, I have you know, worked at radio. She's all over. Yeah. There. Yeah. But I, you, you see what I mean? No, I mean, anybody from any walk of life could name three Michael Jackson songs. People that have never even had a radio could name Thriller or Beat It or Billie Jean or whatever. Is this another one about Buffett? It's Sandy. Same same thing. I don't know. She's Is she really crazy? Cute. Buffett stinks. And if you can name three songs by Buffett, it's the same three the only three songs that are popular. <laughs> well, there's the cheeseburger song. Cheeseburger Paradise. Margaritaville. And And then and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. Is that yeah. I don't know. I have I no idea. Either. I have no idea what Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, please. <laughs> George Strait is up there, over 50 number one songs. I couldn't tell you two. I can't name one. That's and where George Strait is not on the same level. No, I mean, my mom was a huge George Strait fan, huge. But I, I couldn't tell you. And I, she had it on all the, him all, all the time, and I couldn't tell you two songs yeah. that guy did. You, you do karaoke or have done karaoke I in have. your life, right? Yes. Yeah. Has have you ever gone a time in the last twenty five years where somebody where where everybody's doing rock songs, first of all? That's kind of what everybody does at the karaoke I go to. Everybody's doing all rock songs. And then there's one guy every time you do karaoke that breaks out Garth Brooks Friends in Low Places. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And everybody in the bar sings it. I was even at, though it's rock people. I was a DJ at a bar out in Avon Lake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was mainly out there. You had Sheffield and stuff that was kind of close. So it was kind of a dance 
it was a restaurant and then turned dance club at night. Right. And so I was playing all the rap crap and all the usher and all mm-hmm. that bullshit. Sure. And then, but every time you played that song, Friends in Low Places, even the rap people were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting all into it. Yeah, and singing every word. Yes. That's the, that's the, you know, I'm not a country guy at all. I'm not a country guy at all, but I could certainly blame it all on my boots. Blame it on my roots. He should have worn boots. Blah, 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 blah. You know, even I know that song. And I don't listen to country at all. Kiss. Never have. You put Kiss. No, Kiss, in the same Kiss is not even close. Bang. No, absolutely not. Well, they've done 400 tours. They sell out everywhere that they go. And... They've not stadiums. No. They've never done stadiums. Metallica? Huh. Metallica's right on the cusp, I think, but I still don't think I still don't think that that, that hillbilly out in you know deep deep Nebraska somewhere could name more than Enter Sandman. Yeah, I mean the thing about Metallica is one, they've been haven't been really relevant to me anyways in a long time. I haven't heard any of that new stuff. I don't know if it's any good or not. It's pretty good. Is it any good? Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, they lost me after that one. Sweet anger. Yeah, shitty. Well, <laughs> I heard anger. that. And I was like, dude, all right, I gotta go. No. <laughs> Can I go to your show and like just forbid you from playing? <laughs> I'll buy two tickets. I'll buy extra tickets. And just don't play that. That stuff. right. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, I mean, they have gone. They have gone down. I, I'll tell you why I put them in the same category. I'm a huge Metallica fan. But when I went to see them on, um, I don't remember if it was Death Magnetic or Hardwired, one of those two tours, more recent tours, um, I, went to the, I went to a show. It was Hardwired, the last, the last round of touring before this new album. And I went to the show, and it was sold out at, whatever that place is the at the Gund, whatever it's called today. Yeah. Rocket, rocket field, field market place, ro- rocket mortgage field house. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's what fourth name or whatever. So I'm done trying. But, um, when I was there, the show sold out packed floor. I was, I'm watching the show and the only real buzz I got from watching the show was when they did the old songs. Yeah. They did like Master Puppets, Battery, you know, Dyer's Eve, stuff like that. I was like, yes. When they played the bullshit from the later days, yeah. got the most pop of the night. And they're playing like The Memory Remains or King Nothing or, yeah, you know, these songs. Crowd goes crazy, crazy, which tells me that Metallica has trans transitioned from their old fans to their new fans and kept them all or kept most of them, except right. for the real hardcores, which I think is what you have to do in order to get into this elite group that we're talking about. You know? So, yeah. I'm looking up. Michael Jackson sold 400 million albums. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, who <laughs> said he... <laughs> Keep saying, because there's a fight going on here about Jimmy Buffett songs. And 10 million? Getting mad. Uh, 20 million albums sold. 
which I think is excessive. Do you put out so, 75 do you put out 75 albums to get to that number? I mean 400 million Michael Jackson, 20 million uh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett. I mean like Guns and Roses. How many albums do you think they sold? Guns and Roses? Well, they don't have that many albums, so I'll say 50 million. More than 100 million records worldwide. No shit. Wow. Guns N' Roses. And they only have, what, four albums? I mean, which is why they're a Hall of Fame yeah. band. I mean, Jimmy she's, 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 putting Jimmy, she's putting Jimmy Buffett in the same realm of of album sales as Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> right. How many does Hootie have? Well, that, 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 one record, that one record sold at least 10 million. That um, cracked rear view. Yeah. I hated them at the beginning, but they've kind of grown up. I love them. I love them. I sure like them more than Jimmy Buffett. And I'm not saying Jimmy Buffett is bad. Hootie and the Bluefish has 25 million records sold. More than Jimmy Buffett. More than Jimmy Buffett. They have more hits, too. If you think about it, I mean, there's not a whole bunch of them, but they had Let, him, let Her Cry, and they had... um. Never want to be with you, or whatever that song's called. And um, what was the third one? Um, hold my hand. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's three. That's three. That's more than Jimmy Buffett. I did that off the top of my head. So, the they came out and said that Usher is going to be the halftime show for the Super Bowl this year. Well, that's great. It gives me plenty of time to go do something else. And I got in an argument with somebody that I live with here. And because I'll just, my, my kid, because she's yeah. she likes Usher. Sure. And she has no problem with this music that they keep playing with the halftime show every year. And I, I guess I get what the NFL is doing. They're trying to go after an audience that is not uh, their typical core audience. Their typical core audience is going to be a guy 30 to, what, 60 years old, white male. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to go after a different demographic, but it's also because Jay Z doesn't he put together the freaking halftime shows? I think so, yeah. And so you know, they keep putting this hip hop stuff out there. And my problem is, is that it's been this way nonstop for years upon years now. Why don't they just mix it up a little bit? If you're gonna do, you know, mix it up, put some rock bands in there, put a hell, put country bands in there. Country's like one of the biggest genres of music there there is right now. Yeah. And put some country artists out there. Put Luke Combs out there. And, and you know, what's her nuts? Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. And, and have them do a halftime show. They can't put, well, I'll tell you why they can't do Carrie Underwood, because of the Sunday night football. Well, she's they associated with the NFL. Yeah, but, but she's already doing something with the NFL. They put Carrie Underwood up there. There's no, there's no intrigue to that. It's like, oh, wow. It'd be like getting Hank Williams Jr. to do it. You know, somebody that's just done it before. It's, it's it, There's nothing special about it. Um, but you know, I, I don't understand. Look, why not look. Why not get that guy Ed Sheeran? He's massive right now. Usher ain't that bad. Look, I'm well, not saying yeah, Usher is bad. bad. I like he's, Usher. He's also not that relevant right now, is he? One, he's really not that relevant right now. And two, why don't you... Give a different variety of music to people that want to see something different than the same rap crap. What was it last year that they put up? Rihanna. Rihanna. And then before that, it was 
Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem, and 50 yeah, Cent, and like some rap, whatever yeah, it was. Rap Hall of Fame or whatever. I mean, so why don't you start putting some some shit out there like people that are rock or country? Put the Stones out there. Well, but here, they got a new song out. That which is great, by the way. It is good. But, Very good song. But and boy, the girl in that video. I have Ooh. not seen that video. Oh, we'll pull that up shortly as well. Okay, good, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the um, the um. Re- the reason that is most commonly given to your question, why not more rock stuff, is that for 35 years it was all rock stuff. It wasn't all. I mean, you had Michael in there at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually kind but, of okay with them going with what's popular right now. That's fine. You know, I, rock's not popular. What about right the 45 year old? You know, football fan that wants to see a, a different kind of halftime show. I'm going to tell you why they don't give a shit about that guy, because they could put. They could put little Wayne up there, and that guy's still going to be right back for the second half. They don't have to sell that guy. They're not doing it for the converted. They're doing it for the non-converted. All right, so Rihanna, Dre, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, uh, mm-hmm. The Weeknd. Oh, yeah, yeah, The Weeknd. I forgot about that guy. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. That sucked, too. The last good one they had was Bruno Mars. Maroon 5, which I guess... That's rock, sort of. If you want to call it that. Justin Timberlake. Lady Gaga. Coldplay in 2016. All right, so they've only done, what, three or four years in a row of this crack? Crap? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's a... Bruno Mar... uh, Katy Perry was 2015... Bruno Mars 2014, Beyonce 2013. So, I mean, it's been a long stretch with the exception of Maroon 5, and again, that's debatable whether that's rock or not, um, uh, of hip-hop kind of music. Mm-hmm. But what's, what, what is popular right now? Hip-hop. Okay. That's what's that's what's popular. Nobody's, but it's not the only thing out there. I mean, put Aerosmith what, out there if that's what you want to do. Put something different. Something you know, so put, so your 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 choices. And and again, I'm only just making the argument. I'd I'd much rather see ACDC or Metallica. Metallica hasn't done it yet. Get them out there. Get them out it. there. But well, we're ACDC. Out there. Are you telling me the country's yeah. not popular? I now see. I I would be okay, but all the country guys that are popular enough to do this are all not. Sucking the ass of the um of the agenda either, That's the Jason all I mean it'd be like Jason Aldean is probably the biggest name. They're not putting him up. No, they're not going to put that Wallen guy up. Isn't he a country guy? Wall that Wallen guy. Yeah, and he said something crazy too that doesn't meet the, and he doesn't meet the agenda either. So who are you going to put up there? Some old guy. They're trying not to put older bands. They don't want any more Aerosmith. I, that's why I, I, I could see like an Ed Sheeran. He's new. He's hip. He sells stadiums. Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> All right. See, now my dad texted in here, and I'm going to disagree with him on this. Okay. He said, because NFL stadium crowd are all young people into hip-hop. I totally disagree. That's not Super true. Bowl, it's certainly not young people that are into hip-hop. It's a bunch of rich people and generally white, old, rich people that can afford tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, You're not going to get a 
30 year old minority no. with a ton of money to go to these to the Super Bowl. Those are given out to corporate people. And, and again, yeah. whether it's wrong or, or right, I'm not saying that, but mainly it's rich old people. Here, here's where your dad, Mr. Williams, here's where you're wrong. The NFL wants you to think exactly like you're thinking, which is why every time they go to the crowd after a touchdown, after a first down, at you know, when the crowd's yelling and screaming, that's why they go to a young kid or a a a twenty something couple, because they want you to think that it's the young hip place to go so that people that are younger will come to their venues. The thing to watch Watch when they go to the to the boxes, when they go to the Taylor Swift box like they did 6,000 times yesterday during the Kansas City game. When they go up there, what do you see sitting in that box? Some old lady, her family, you know, some old lady and her family, Taylor Swift, her manager who's 50, you know, the probably the head of Arrowhead Stadium who's 100. Right. They're wearing hats you know. like they came from the Kentucky Derby. Yes, all right, you I'm, know, the old people are spending the money. Stop. Quick, we, I, there was a Browns game yesterday, so I'm going to remind everybody real quick. We'll talk about that shortly, but I just want to remind okay. everybody that there was a Browns game yesterday, so watch this. I would never let you in my VIP. We are enemies. We are foes. Who are you? And what are those? You are gross. She's got a point. Browns, Browns won, so I listened to everything that she said because she was very knowledgeable in football, and I respect her opinion on everything. She, yeah, she's on. She's a good analyst. A N A L ist. I know who should do the Super Bowl halftime show. Who? Jimmy Buffett. Oh wait, who's that? <laughs> sorry. It'd be a better show. <laughs> or do you want to see this Rolling Stones video? Staple girl is out. Is out. Yeah, the new one is the Browns girl. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, 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 my dad said he was being facetious. Okay. You okay. can't tell with text. Yeah, that is true. Because you can't get the emotion. Let's teach your dad how to do this. You got to put LOL behind it. Yes, you must have an emoji. <laughs> Right, or a smiley face or something, a winky face. All right, yeah, Rolling Stones, have, who I think would be a great pick for the uh, – uh, But Super they've already done it. Show. So they've what? It. When? 1982? Yeah, you... but so what? That's – dude, that's the last that, That's the last thing the NFL wants you to think is is who who plays their venues. 80-year-olds. Well, you know, they don't, want, they don't want you to think that – that's why Aerosmith's not doing it anymore. That's why <laughs> – ACDC's not going to do it. That's that's why they're going for Rihanna. To be honest, Rihanna's kind of long in the tooth. They need to get, I don't know, whoever's that, new. That was a, that was Two chains or something. That was a joke, too. When Rihanna went out there and she was like pregnant, it looked like she was going to have yeah. to pop a baby on the floor while she was up high up in the air. Yeah. That would have well, been good. a halftime show. Yeah. She just dropped it right on the stage while she was flying. Water broke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Slips on the puddle and <laughs> sings, breaks into TLC's waterfalls while her water breaks. It'd be great. <laughs> All right. I, so the Stones have a new song. I, I wanna, yeah. yeah, they have a new song called really Angry. It's yeah. great. But the video, 
this actress, her name is Sydney something something. She's on the show Euphoria, and we talked about this on the CMS, and we talked in great detail that she's naked all through the the show Euphoria, okay, which what, what has now on? led. It's on HBO or Max or whatever that's called. I have that. Whatever right. that's called now, Max. Yes. But I, I now I'm a perv anyway. I'll admit it, and I know you are as well. I don't know what you're talking about. My dad's watching. Yeah, whatever. He knows too. Um, <laughs> I will say, this girl, knowing that she's naked in anything, will make me watch it. That's how hot this girl is. I'm gonna watch tonight. I haven't she, seen the video yet. Wait till you see how hot this girl is. She is a stunner. All right, here we go. So this is a little bit of the Rolling Stones. New album, Hackney Diamonds. This is angry. All right. Come on. Right Right now, we're going to take a 15-minute break. Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's going to take me 14 to go up and down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) She is other-level stunning. Yeah. I mean, we'll watch a little more. That's old pictures of stuff. But I mean, it was a a good song. It really is. It is. And and I, they, they... you know, they took the these these signs and they redid the stu- they they put in these stones videos with AI. So this is like AI created footage of them as you know in their 30, 40, 50 years ago in their you know playing the new song. So it's pretty cool what they did with this actually. I, I guess when you have a zillion dollars, you can you can really do cooler stuff. But all right, but. The I coolest thing they did was videos. I mean, that's what I find interesting anymore. I was surprised too, but this is a good one. And man, this girl, Jesus. This is like a porno. (laughs) We're going to have to shut this off. (laughs) It really is like a porno. I roll a sports car and babe. Yeah. It works. Uh, Rick still wants Melissa from Yellow Brick Road Auctions. (laughs) Stop. Over her? I don't know. It was better. Stop it. Not even in the same ballpark. Not even in the same ballpark. You weren't a Tony fan? I, I she's she's fine. But she ain't this kind of good. Dude, this is this is the kind of girl that you willingly marry knowing that she's gonna divorce you and take your shit. <laughs> that's just that's just ridiculous how how hot she is. 
And she just looks like she's fun. She might be a total bitch, but she looks fun. Say, you, know, you never know. You don't know with that stuff. No, you never know. And, and obviously she's paid to do to look hot and be rocking out, but she looks like she's a natural at it. <laughs> yeah, do you want more of this? Or? Yes, yes. I'm, because I like the song. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> All right, here's some more. I didn't even notice. Huh? I didn't even notice there was a girl in the, the uh, video until you pointed it out. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> you were just watching the the signs. <laughs> yes, I'm enjoying the signs. That's right. All right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Rick. Come on, Rick. Clean the palate. This palate is surgically cleaned by by this girl. Are you kidding? The Staples girl is like a three compared to this girl. How dare you object? I like the Staples girl too. Come on. Man. Would you? Would you... Oh my God. Staples actually sells staples. All right, there's her. Let's go to this. <laughs> Come on. It's not even a competition. All right, but see, the difference is, you know, and I, not, a staples girl to me looks like the kind of girl you could actually bring home to mom and it might be all right. You might actually have a relationship with at least for a little while. Yeah. This one looks like you better get her nice and drunk before you go home and then you might not see her the next day. Yeah. Which, which or you better show up with a you better show up with eight figures in your bank account. <laughs> I doubt she's I doubt very much that she's dating a plumber or something. Yes, of course. That's the show, Euphoria. She's Is there it. an actual plot to Euphoria or is it just about watching the girl? Um no idea. Does she have a name or do we care? Uh, it's Sydney something. Let me look her up here. Hold on. Um, let's see. It's uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones angry video model. Her name is Sydney Sweeney. You want me to find pictures of her? Yeah, I was going to say look up images. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let me go to images. You golly. <laughs> yeah, she is definitely uh she is a ten plus man. <clears throat> oof. Oof oof. I mean, definitely a model, but my goodness. Alright, here we go. Present share screen. There she is. <laughs> That is, that is good. Come on. I think Natalie and Sandy got out of the. Uh, they may have. Stables girl has some decent clothes, not looking sleazy. There's nothing She's sleazy about that sleazy. outfit. Yeah. 
Oh, what? I mean, what's sleazy? I see those stars. It looks like it's religious oriented. Yeah, I mean, that's what I thought she was going for. It was the yeah. religious look. Religion angle? Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's getting ready to go take a ride on a motorcycle. That's her motorcycle <laughs> gear. Yeah, could be. To the church. That's where I yeah. think she was headed. That's where the car is going. It's going to the church. It's cutting through whatever this is, Wilshire Boulevard, to get to the church somewhere. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You know. Yeah, she's a she's a freaking stunner, man. All right, so I asked a theological question to a, a pastor last night, and I want your opinion. Okay. All right. We brought up the church, so it made me think of this. And so I wanted yeah. to answer like a legit answer. Mm-hmm. So, is God all around us all the time? You're a theology major. Let's clarify this. Yeah, I, I have a degree in biblical studies. <laughs> so, is God around us all the time? Because I know that everybody seems to have a habit of saying, oh, God, thank you so much that I made it through today, or God, thank you for making this go right in my life, or, you know, like I know that when I was in a hospital, I was like, oh, thank God, thank you, Lord, that I made it through this and didn't die out there. And uh, it was just my leg that's gone and uh, that I'm okay. And so is God around us all the time? Because I know that like sports stars and singers, they always thank God when they get up on stage and they're the most probably egregious sinners of all time. And they're up there thanking God for their talent and thanking God for this. So if God is helping these singers or even a dumbass like myself, why isn't God helping the guy in the room next to me who is dying of cancer and begging and pleading for his life and his family's there praying over him every single day? Does God pick and choose okay. or are we just kind of alone in this world? Okay. Your premise is wrong on which is why it doesn't work that way. The, um, the biblical teachings say, first, let me unpack this. There's a lot of things to answer in this question. <laughs> Um, That's what the pastor said to me last night. He said, I don't have yeah. time to answer all this. <laughs> well, there, there's, well, we got another hour and a half. So, you know, I can try and answer it as it's taught. The The premise that God is everywhere is never is not expressed in the Bible. You know, the, the premise that we all seem to have is by God is everywhere. People take that to mean that. If I stick my middle finger up like this, well, there's a right here's God and he saw it and I put it in his face, you know, that type of a thing. The, the, when they say God is everywhere or God, they never say that. What they say is God is all knowing. So basically, God is more of a, um, I don't know how to even put this, but it, it, it goes into why this point goes into why everybody that does all that nonsense, the, I want to thank God for my ability and for blah, 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 why that's all horseshit. Because God being all-knowing is means all-knowing, means knowing what you're thinking, knowing what you're thinking at all times, knowing all that kind of stuff. And if God knows what you're thinking all the time, just because you vocalize it, it doesn't get away, it doesn't remove you know, the 2 a.m. watching porn in your room or the dirty things you say to your chick 
you know, in the middle of sex or any of that kind of stuff. If God is truly as, as biblically defined as all knowing, it's all knowing, like knowing every thought, every, every action, every reaction, etc. So I, I understand not, that God, God is too complex to probably understand the, yeah the magnitude of God. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about 6 billion people in China alone, how yes. is God understanding everything that every single person on the face of the earth is thinking at the same exact time? So I could get away with thinking, you know, some dirty ass thoughts because most likely he's listening to somebody else and not me at the particular moment in time. But you say, you say, and again, I'm, I'm giving you the biblical answer, not necessarily my answer, but you say, six billion people like that's a lot of people which it is a lot of people that's to our understanding as underdeveloped pets we'll say you know on one of 80 zillion planets all over the all over the universe you know six billion might be might be the same as like one person standing in an empty gymnasium you know to something as omnipotent as an overseer of the universe, the overseer of all things, you know, that's, that's kind of where that comes from is what we is our perception is only from our reality, but God's perception is from a reality that is way bigger than we can even fathom or understand. And our brains aren't wired to understand everything. I'll give you the prime example. There's nothing that we can comprehend in our brain that does not have a start and a stop or a, a beginning and an end. Nothing. You cannot comprehend anything. A radio show, a TV show, a house, a street, uh, nothing in your life can you comprehend not having a beginning or an end. But then how do you explain the universe? That does not have a beginning or an end. There's no, there's no, it can't have an end because at the end would be something else. You see what I mean? I I understand. If you went to, if you went to the end of the universe, it's going to hit something. What is it hitting? It's big. The, the comprehension of spirituality is bigger than our brains are allowed to, or are able to understand. So I'm going to play, I'm going to, Put some of these texts up real quick, and then I'll have another question. Go ahead. Our sure. human brains aren't able to comprehend what God is. It's like closing your eyes and trying to imagine a color that's ever been seen before. Exactly right. Okay, now here's where I'm going to go with this. God is definitely with us at all times. We just have to have a relationship with him and call on him in our time of need. Yes, God knows what we're thinking or doing. So if we think something that we should not, it's the same as if we did. Now, okay, I, that's all well and good, and so that's fine. But let me mm-hmm. let me break that down a little. Okay. God is definitely with us at all times. We just have to relationship with him and call on him in our time of need. So what the hell does God care if I have a bad day or not? And so I'm going to sit here and thank God going, oh, my God, thank God I missed that deer on my way home today and didn't hit it. Or thank God my day at work went away. Thank you so much, God, for being there. And I have a relationship with God. And I truly believe that God was with me today and, and saved me from the nightmare that could have been my day. Thank you, God. 
Thank you. I didn't get in that accident that I almost got into. Whatever. But at the same time, I know for a fact that there's a whole bunch of people that are in Africa living in a hut in grass, and there are kids that are crying tonight, going to bed because they don't have anything to eat, and they're not even being covered mm-hmm. up by sheets that are sleeping out in the woods with no electricity, and somebody over there is going to die. They're dying right now as we speak. And God didn't give mm-hmm. two shits about them, but he cared about my stupid ass driving home. I don't believe that. Well, I don't believe that God didn't care about them, even though they may be religious and, and be praying to God that something happens and saves them from the terror that is their lives. But we as mm-hmm. Americans, or we as whoever we are, we're, we're fucking that selfish to believe that God's helping us. Well, the, the common answer to that question is that God's will does not intersect with our will. God's plan does not intersect with our plan. Our plan is get through life, have a good, you know, have a good life, have a good job, you know, have good health, etc. The our our concept of what constitutes being good is our existence on the, on earth. God's God's vision for us is different and we don't know what that is. We don't know more than likely given the way, you know, human existence really doesn't matter whether good people or bad people, et cetera, et cetera. God's God probably doesn't put a whole lot of stock in our needs, our needs on this planet. God's God's stock is, are you preparing yourself for when you leave the physical existence and go into the metaphysical existence, which would be the the kingdom of heaven, so to speak. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I, I just you don't I believe just, it, or you well, don't. No, it's not a matter of not believing. It. It's a matter of I, sometimes I think that we as people are awfully selfish and naive to think that God is just going around helping us all the time. Because I mean, God has a billion things to take care of and a billion people on this planet not all of them are, are, are and there's a lot of people that believe and there's a lot of people that have faith in god some maybe more than, than than you or i have and they maybe deserve those prayers more than than we do and why why yeah. aren't they getting them and wait and somebody else is and why the fuck am i supposed to sit back and think when beyonce or whoever it is gets up on stage and thanks i want to thank jesus for letting us have for all these great things that happen if Jesus cares about Beyonce and and what the fuck she's doing as far as singing, then I, that's not the kind of God that I want to believe in. It, because no. I think that's a bunch of shit, and it's horseshit for all these people to get up there. And a guy catches a football and looks up at the sky. Hey, thank you, Lord. Okay, you caught a fucking football. Yeah, and well, it, you, it, that's not the kind of God that I believe in. That's going to sit here and make sure that the Browns won on Sunday. So that 70,000 people in the stadium who were praying that the Browns win, which is stupid. Uh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what God is taking care of or not taking care of. Or again, are we just kind of on our own, do the best you can, and then see what happens at the end of your life? Which is one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is the premise of, of goodness happening physically here on earth, here is is the product of the devil you know in in spiritual teaching 
It's the devil that gives you good things on earth. Riches, um, health, abilities, etc. Which, which brings the, the whole concept of quote-unquote selling your soul to the devil. Which is, you know, that is... Th- and again, this is in the bigger picture of spirituality, but the bigger picture of spirituality tries to teach you to not focus on the things that are here on the planet, on earth, your day-to-day life things, but to, but to prepare yourself by being, being as close to sin-free as you can and acknowledging when you do sin so that God knows that you, you know, your soul truly wants to get into the kingdom of heaven. Okay, because I have that's a lot of how, I, that's I, how that works. I have a lot of biblical questions I want to ask because I'm, I'm I am sure. fascinated by this stuff. Maybe we should take a, just a quick break because James McCormick. Yeah. I have some some of your texts I want to put up, but I want to take a quick mm-hmm. break and then uh, get into some of that because yeah, yeah come back to more of this. I love talking this stuff. All right, um, I'm playing this commercial uh, to start out for Rick. Rick, okay, this one is for you. There's no place like home, and whether it's furniture, artwork, home accessories, appliances, or that one-of-a-kind collectible, Yellow Brick Road Online Auctions allows you to find everything you need from the comfort of your own home. The owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions has been conducting online estate auctions for over eight years by providing homeowners with a stress-free process to liquidate all items that have accumulated over the years. I'm Melissa Mendici, owner of Yellow Brick Road Auctions. Log on today to find your heart's desire. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 440-238-8830. Triv's in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440-305. 2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. The check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all. 
from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again. Kind of helps to do that, right? Right back here on the Seth Williams <laughs> Show with uh, Chris Aiken, the theology portion of the show. Yeah. Who knew I had this in me? I started bringing this super hot chick and talking about her naked at movies, and now we're talking about the and Now we're talking religion. Right. Yeah, we go from one thing to another here on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy how that one works. Rick, I hope you enjoyed yeah. the uh, commercial there. <laughs> you see... He's enjoying That's it so right now. Fucking terrible. Why would you do that? <laughs> so I love that guy, but don't ever do that again. At least on Human's, camera, don't do it. Yeah. Humans have free will and God doesn't affect it. I believe we have choices set out for us, and it's up to us what road we take. Therefore, we are in control of our own destiny. I agree with that. Uh, I've asked God for help signs, slash signs, and help, and he has delivered as recently as last week. Look, and I'm agreeing with you that. I've asked God for help too. And there are times where he absolutely has come through. God knows I'm sitting here today because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and same as you. I I was in a coma, lost a leg, should have died that day. I didn't. Yeah. I feel like there was something, there was a reason why I didn't die. And I, yeah, I have no, faith I'm in sure. God and the belief in God that I'm here for a reason because of that. But at the same time, why was I spared? And then there are other people that don't believe, that believe, and, and they're not spared. Is that just their plan? Does God just, again, my question is, does God just have a plan? We're just living out our days. And again, you choose which path you're going to take, but God is just kind of sitting there watching. And then when you're done with your path, you God tells you whether you are good or bad. <laughs> You're on the naughty yeah. list or the nice list, and you get to go wherever you're going to go. Or is it again, that God is holding our hands and helping us through day to day? But why only I don't think it's people? that. I don't think it's that, and and I'll tell you why it's not that. Because if if it was that, then there'd be no doubt, and we'd all get to heaven. Because we would do only what God is having us do. You know, the the free will part portion of it is, it's almost like, it's almost like you, you know, it's almost like, um, what do you call that? Um, when you're, you're pledging a, a fraternity, getting into heaven is like pledging a fraternity. And they basically say, you got to do this, this, and this. And if you live up to that, then you can get in. But if you don't live up to that, then you don't. It's, it's God's fraternity. And the way you do it is by, you know, is by facing the challenges and, you know, some of the Again, challenges are are won and some are lost. Good. Okay. See, I and I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but my dad was the one that texted in, so I'm going to go ahead and, and put it up there. I mean, he put it, he wrote it, right? So I mean, everybody could see it. God didn't help when I prayed for your sister's life, but He did when I prayed for yours twice. I had a sister that was born and you know died shortly thereafter. What was God's plan for that, and why? Was it to put my parents through suffering and then see what they can handle just to have more suffering throughout their lives? I mean, is that what the plan is? I mean, what kind well, of plan, what again, kind of God is that? I, I don't disagree. 
I'll only say this, the other way that it can be looked at, and again, I don't know the situation. I'm literally learning about it on the fly. But the the other way it could potentially be looked at, and again, not saying that it's my opinion, I'm just saying how it could be looked at, is the ultimate plan was to get you through and God had to teach your dad how to get through. I, I, I don't know. Had I mean, to, had to, had, I mean that, that could be. I Again, I there's no knowing. That's the whole thing. You know, the whole God works in mysterious ways concept, you know. You know, I mean, God does not, God's, God's, God's not a genie. You know, if there's a God, God is not a genie. Well, God is not, hey, make three wishes and you'll get them. But God has to be some of a genie if we're talking about the fact that everything was created the way that it was created. You couldn't have anything more perfect of a creation than every little vein inside of your body has a reason for it. Everything works a certain way. You breathe oxygen. Trees are created to provide that oxygen. All this stuff Mm -hmm. that was created in a perfect way because the earth, when it comes right down to it, if you look at the body, the earth, and everything around you, forget about the stupid shit that people come up with. But what, what God created is so perfect in the way that it works. It didn't come from a big bang somewhere. It didn't come out of But it's perfectly created. Mm-hmm. So God is somewhat of a genie when it comes to that. So what you're saying, I mean, God can decide what goes well in your life and what doesn't go well in your life. God is a genie when it comes to stuff like that. You can't just create something so perfect and not have the ability to, to do whatever can but we can't but we but we can't comprehend what the priority is is always the answer you know your 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 sister's life may not have been the priority you don't know what 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 god saved in the in the in the same time frame i guess and and again this is this is the stuff that it just goes to the bigger. I, I'm not trying to say, to be very clear, I'm not trying to say, well, your sister was well, less important say, than some saying. guy in Zimbabwe or something. But you know, I, I'm just, I'm just thinking that in the biggest picture, we don't understand all of it. We don't understand, you know, one one person dying could have saved one drop of water, which turned into one you know, one ocean, who knows, you know, I mean, we don't know, we don't know the answers. And then kind of move different topic, but it's staying on religion. Since you are the theology major, I clarify that again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a degree. So I was listening to some pastors the other night on a radio show Mm -hmm. and, you know, they say that the only way to salvation is through Jesus and accepting Jesus, mm-hmm. being born again, and accepting Jesus in your life. And other than that, you're going to hell. And, you know, they said if you're homosexual, you're going to hell. If you're Muslim, you're going to hell. If you don't accept Jesus as your Savior, you're, just, you're out of luck, and you're going straight to hell. Now, I hear something like that, and I go, again, that's not the kind of God that I believe in. If that's what it is, and that's the only way to get there, I, I believe in Jesus. I believe in all that. Kind of, I'm, I, but I don't believe that that's the only way to get to heaven. 
And the only way you're going to hell is if you don't if you don't believe straight up, you're you're done for. I know plenty of people that are gay. I know plenty of people that are a different religion that are better people than I am. And if they're going to hell strictly because they have a different belief or something different in their lives, uh, I don't believe that that's accurate. What is your pet belief? So does that mean there's no that that animal souls don't matter because they don't have a belief? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I know. mean, you you can go I, down this I rabbit hole with everything. What my, what my dog believes. Well, but I'm saying I, you you see what I'm saying, right? It's like it's these are questions that are bigger than we can answer. We can't answer. Yeah, we. Well, can, then why we do you have people out there preaching stuff like that? And telling you that you're going straight to hell if you don't believe in something. I mean, or if you have a different belief or you have a different lifestyle. Look, I'm not saying that I believe in certain lifestyles. I'm not saying that I believe in, mm -hmm. you know, having you know Pride Month where, you know, you have trans people on stripper sure. poles, having parades throughout the streets on dog, dog collars and everything else. I'm not saying I believe in that kind of thing. But I know plenty of people that happen to be gay that live perfectly moral, happy lives and love somebody and and pay their taxes sure. and go about their days and and, mm -hmm. and try to be good people. And I yeah. don't believe just because they have a different uh, lifestyle than me that they're going straight to hell. Well, the 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 big part of that is the basic, the basic rules, I guess, of getting to Christian heaven. I'll call it. Are rule number one is you have to believe in God and Jesus. So if you are, if you believe in Muhammad, if that's your God, you're automatically condemned. So you're screwed. That's, that's just, so you're screwed. And, and again, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's the teaching. The, the other teaching is within the, within the Bible is here's the 10 rules and you got to follow all of them. If you ain't following all of them, you're screwed without begging for forgiveness. And that, and you know. You have to beg for forgiveness. And it ain't just as, it's not, allegedly, it's not just as simple as, well, I, I know I'm going to die tomorrow. Hey, God, will you forgive me for my sins now? You know, <laughs> it's not the cheap cop out. It, it's supposed to be a lifelong or a consistent lifelong commitment. So what you're saying is every time I look at my phone and I go, oh, dear God, I'm really sorry about that. So sorry about looking at what mm -hmm. I just looked I'm still screwed. I'm, I didn't. Well, you you have a better you, you have a better chance because you're still you have a belief in Jesus, God, heaven, etc. The fact that you continually ask forgiveness means that you ultimately believe. So you yeah. have a better chance now. But that doesn't time, forgive the sins that you caught that you do. Because obviously. Even though I believe I'm still doing those things. <laughs> and so I know what's yeah. wrong and what's right, yet I continue to do things that are wrong. Uh, so, I mean, does that mean I'm automatically booked my ticket south? Well, it could. It could. It could also mean the, the other piece in the teachings is the timing. You know, if you get caught between asking for forgivenesses and you get killed on a bus bus accident or something right after spanking your dick to some porn or something <laughs> then you know, I'm in trouble. well, well <laughs> sorry you lost 
you know, sorry, but you lose. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it, and again, part the part, I can't emphasize this enough. The biggest part of this is that all of this stuff is bigger than our comprehension. And that's, we're trying with our, because we're the, we're the kings of thought on this, on this little planet, we think that we're the smartest ever. We think that there's nothing smarter than human beings. But hell, look at just, forget God for a minute. Look at how we envision aliens. We envision aliens. What's the first thing that people do? They draw them with big heads. Why? Because they're so much smarter than us. They're so advanced. They're assuming that the brain is in the same place as we have. You know, in the same that, that, that the body green. of an alien is, but but they're assuming that even though they come from two hundred light years away from here, that they still have the same kind of body and they still think the same way, and their brain is up here and their eyes are right here, and they eat somehow, and and none of them, more than likely, if there's life on another planet, it's not in the shape of a human, it's in some different shape. You know, I, I mean, it just is. But but we, because our brains can't think on that level, we adapt it to that level. And, and let's be honest, we can't get a stupid rocket. You know, we try to get a rocket from here to the moon, which is, what, 300 million miles away or whatever. And we can't, we can barely do that. These These aliens allegedly are so smart that they could travel from different planets, from different galaxies, from different places in the universe. But yet when they still come here, they look like E.T. and they're and they're hiding in a closet waiting for a six year old to save them. Get out of here with this nonsense. All right, real, real quick, because I want to have time to ask for forgiveness. Hang on. I would never let you in my VIP. We are enemies. We are foes. Who are you? What are those? You are gross. Apologize. I get the V is very, the I is important. What is the P that we won't get into? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I know what aliens will not walk many miles. Yeah. <laughs> right across that border. Right. <laughs> Another one. Mexico has aliens. All right. Gunner says, I think Chris will agree these things are man's interpretation. These questions yeah. will not be answered till we die. Yeah. Well, that's just true. it. I mean, I, I I didn't meet God, so I yet. That I know of. Um, I know that I, see, when I was in a coma that I had an experience that made me believe in something, and I'm not sure where I was headed, <laughs> to be honest with you, right? with what I saw. so Sure. I get that. I mean, Dude, religion is a tough thing because, like, for me personally, and again, I'll come out of my degree for a minute, I don't necessarily believe in the Bible very much. People conveniently leave out the fact that this book 
was written not all at once, but over, you know, like a couple hundred years. So there's different interpretations of these stories. People are telling these people are telling these stories like 50 years apart or whatever, 50 years after they happened. Well, how do they know? It's not like they could go back and watch a documentary on it. You know, it, it was, you know, this guy passed on a scroll and this guy passed on a scroll and the scroll got ruined in a fire. So he wrote another scroll based on what he believed or what he remembered. And you know, as well as I do, if I ask you to write a transcript from this show an hour after it ends, you won't be able to do it. No, it'll be so writing about something that happened 50 years ago that you read about the writing you would do would be starkly different. So, you know, I'm not so necessarily sold that the Bible is this omnipotent, perfect book either, because it wasn't all written. The, uh, the Bible would be an omnipotent, perfect book if it was written by Jesus. If like Jesus had written it like a diary. Right. But he didn't. It's written by, you know, um, biblical people over a two, three, three, four hundred year period. Maybe longer. I don't remember how long it was. I don't, can't remember, but it wasn't written right away. I know that. I feel bad that we went from porn girl on the back of a car to religion, but you know. No, oh, no, that's fine with me. I can talk about anything, man. You know that. <laughs> we should talk about the Browns, though. Browns had a big win, so hang on. We got to get they into the talk. Talk about the Browns. I would never let you in my VIP. We are enemies. Oh, to find her. She obviously lives in Cleveland and is a big Browns fan. So she should be the next guest on the show. She should be. (laughs) She should definitely be a guest on the show. (laughs) Her and her VIPs. (laughs) Whatever that is. I wouldn't mind seeing her VIBs. (laughs) Browns won. And uh, you should have made that bet with me. Yeah, I should have. They they really stomped on uh, on Tennessee. The real question I have is is are the Browns that good or is Tennessee that bad? Well, that's what I was asking myself pretty much all day yesterday after the game because except for the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson, did you watch the game? Most of yeah, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that at one point he decided it was a good idea to throw the opposite direction on the field and just throw the ball completely backwards to nobody. Um, He had a pretty decent game. and He did. That play was really bad, though. What the hell was he thinking? He literally turned around and threw it the opposite direction of the way that we're supposed to go. Yeah, I I get it. There was a guy back there. He was, yeah, he was trying to save the play, which is, which is a flaw he has. Sometimes you, you know, what's the saying? You live for the next day or live for another day or whatever. You know, that was, I agree with you. He should have just taken the sack and thank God they didn't pick it up and run for a touchdown, but not that it would have mattered anyway, but yeah, he did look better and Jesus, Jesus, God, could we have gotten screwed over any harder by those refs with that call on Amari Cooper? Yeah, that was pretty Are you kidding me? Dude, somebody, somebody should lose their job over that. Don't you think whoever that that side judge he should lose his job? 
Oh, without a doubt. It's not like it was. It's not like it was close. No. You could you could have stuck another shoe in between the line and his shoe. You could have put another foot in there. So come on, man. That that was that was garbage. I'm starting to believe though in the defense. Not defense look. looks great, man. Because the defense looks legit. If they can stay healthy, I think they're legit. The offense still is I'm not sure. Um it looked better, but it looked it, better again. Again, we can't tell because what what is up with Tennessee? Well, you can say that with any team, and any team can have a bad day. I mean, but overall, do you think you're gonna see, you are seeing good things come from the offense? I mean, the running game obviously yeah. took a hit without Chubb, but I still think having Hunt back it'll get better. And this Ford guy seems to be okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I I think that. Um... I mean, and what did Watson have? Like 290 yards or something yesterday? 290 yards, yeah. two touchdowns, I think. Yeah. And really, it should have been more like 330 and three touchdowns because the Cooper play would have been another 50 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So if you do that kind of math, 330 and three touchdowns is a is a solid, strong game. We'll find out this Sunday against the uh, Rapids. But I don't know. I think Baltimore's like – Seven or eight starters that are still out. I mean, they I mean, they got they got beat they got yesterday beat by the by Colts. The, uh, Colts. <laughs> I, I watched the end of that game, and they they did not look like uh they didn't look like they're that that tough. No, I mean, you know they got they got beat by the Colts with a backup quarterback, and we lost to the Steelers. Gardner Minshew. But Gardner lost, Minshew right. beat them. We lost to the Steelers, who you know beat the. Uh, the Raiders yesterday. The Raiders, yeah, yeah. The Raiders are terrible too. The Raiders have one good player on the t- on the whole team, just that uh, Devontae Adams. Raiders do not have any talent. Well, they got they got that Crosby guy too, but they have no. The Raiders are terrible, dude. Watching that game last night, the Raiders are going to be lucky to win four games. They're not good. I decided last night that eventually <laughs> I'm going to snap eventually because. I got so much going on, and I decided eventually I'm just going to snap and I'm just going to driving. I'm just drive all the way out to Vegas. I'm just going to park my car and just stay there. I mean, I might live on the streets <laughs> for a while until I find like a gig, but I think that's, I think that's my future because <laughs> to live in Vegas, I, I'm going to just drive. I'm, I'll take the laptop so we can you know still do the podcast, and I'll plug into some outlet on the side of the road. And, McDonald's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Or just on a street. They have a lot of lights in Vegas, so they got to you know, have outlets to plug shit into. And so I'm just going to stop there. Because I was th- watching the game last night, watching all the – I love Vegas. I loved it before watching last night. And I was just thinking, what a great place to go to and just live my life. How I mean, like you go to the Monday night or Sunday night football game last night. Here, the game's over at 1130 at night. There, it's over at 830, and you're out there partying mm-hmm. your ass off, having a good time. Sure. Dude, I loved that when I lived out in California or in Arizona. That was the great thing about football. You kind of just, you woke up on a Sunday, had a little coffee, boom, the games are on. <laughs> you know, the games are on at 10 o'clock in the morning, or I think it's 10, yeah. And, and I mean, it's great. It is really great. And then you, now with the three games too, you could literally watch from 10 in the morning till about 
eight, nine at night, then you go do something. Yeah. You actually go do something at the end of the day. It's it's pretty solid. That that little three hours makes a huge difference. How many times have you been to Vegas? Ever? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been four or five. I've been a when few was the last time you were there? It's been a while. It's been I mean, they have so much years. So much cool shit there now. They built this sphere out there. You got to look it up. That might be something cool to put up on the screen. Look up the Vegas sphere. And they put all this. I mean, you got to see. It's just absolutely amazing the stuff that they put on this thing. It's like an entertainment complex, whatever you want to call it. Whether it's going to be shows or whatever. It's one of the most amazing things. But they just keep doing. I like lights. Like cool lights and stuff like that. For some reason, I don't know if I'm autistic or something. I got some sort of weird mental thing. That like I'll I'll fill my house with like lights from everywhere because I just like cool lights all over the place. And so Vegas is like between hookers and lights. I think Vegas is my dream destination. <laughs> if I wasn't married, because I'm married and I'm happily married and would never think about hookers. But I'm just saying, if I wasn't and I just drove out to Vegas and just parked my car on the side of the road and was doing podcasts from McDonald's. Hookers and lights would be my ideal situation. Right. Yeah, this place does look pretty wild. Holy smokes. Yeah. Dude, that's pretty crazy looking. But and you got to see, like, they have videos out there of what they actually, like, of the, it changes. Like, the screen, the whole thing is a big, giant screen, and it changes. And does yeah. Different things. Yeah, they got it's pictures like, of it as an eyeball. and eyeball, like yeah. A, all-star game and you know like like a basketball and stuff the sun it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing and there's nothing in vegas that uh, yes i probably will have better connection <laughs> in vegas probably would <laughs> look i spent a lot of my last bunch of years not remembering the next day and what i had for dinner but I remember like every second of like my last trip to Vegas and every trip that I've ever had. I, I remember every little thing that I've done it because it's just like I think the most amazing place on earth. And next to, I mean, it's Disney and Vegas. Yeah. And I, I can move out there Vegas in a heartbeat cool, and live there. Yeah. But it's I funny, need, like, Vegas is cool, but I think I would rather live in Reno than Vegas. Really? Why? I've been to Reno. Because not as hot. It's not as hot. It has pretty much all the same shit, but it's not as hot. It's dry heat. It's fucking hot in Vegas. I know. And me, I don't like the. I don't like. I don't like the oppressive heat. I'm okay with the heat, but once you get into 110 or whatever, I'm done. I. Yeah. Sandy says my girlfriend lives in Vegas. And posts videos of the ever-changing sphere. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Um, you know, they got that giant Ferris wheel out there. Everything smells like pot because you can smoke it out there. I mean, not that I'm a big pot guy, <laughs> but literally walk down the streets now and all you smell is, is pot. You don't need to actually you smoke. You could become a go. You could become a pot guy, right? Yeah, I could. I mean, if I had to. You had to. Like, like it'd be a big, big, big push, right? It'd be hard. Gunner. Seth, no offense. You can't afford Mickey D's. How are you going to afford a hooker? All right, dick. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> That's like my only. Well, I'm not gonna say who, but 
I went out there with a girl, and that was like the best time I had out there. Well, second best time I had out there. But when I got married out there, so that was like the best time I had out there. Sure. The, yeah, hooker, watch what you say on that one. The hooker, <laughs> I, I, you know, top time as well. Right. Yeah, nothing wrong with some hookers. I'm in there for that. All right, here we go. Let's see what this looks like. Ambitious and most eye-catching attraction to date. And although its exterior is impressive on its own, what lies inside is actually far more interesting than you might think. Let's take a closer look. The city of Las Vegas is famous for its unique and over-the-top architecture. All right, this is like a whole long video. Sure, sphere. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I just want to see the stupid sphere. Yeah, no, that's that's all I want to see. And here we go. Let's go here. Here will definitely catch your eye. On the Fourth of July, Las Vegas tourists and residents were given a glimpse of the sphere's true form. A total of 1.2 million individual LEDs lit up for the very first time. In a spectacular display of light and color, the building made itself known to the entirety of Vegas. People on the ground and online were quick to talk about the insane nature of the structure and the engineering work behind it. At almost 56,000 square meters, the structure's exterior display isn't just the single largest LED screen in the world. It's also the largest video-capable screen of any kind. To put this in, all right, dude. You have to admit that's kind of amazing. Oh, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not. It's it's very cool, but it's just, I just don't want to hear this guy ramble on about. <laughs> well, let, let's tell you about it. There's four fourteen thousand plugs to keep it up. Yeah, who cares? I just want to see it. I'm a dick, I admit, but grounded and practical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Gunner, and I love you. One-legged hooker, half off. There you go. Yeah, whatever. I like a good deal. <laughs> You're not paying for the legs. No. <laughs> Maybe what's in between them, but not the legs themselves. I, don't know. I can't think of a better city in, in the world. than. Can you? I mean, are you you're a worldly traveler? I, yeah, I... I, I I'll be honest. I like Tokyo a lot better. Tokyo was really pretty fun. What do they have there? I mean, um, okay, I, I, we can't just now again. It was forty around. years ago, too, dude. It was forty years ago. So, but back then, Tokyo was such an advanced city. I liked new, you know, the, the cities that I liked. Like I loved Tokyo, honestly. And, and these, the next two, I'm going to say are definitely not today, but back when I saw them. Probably my favorite city ever to visit was San Francisco. Yeah. But that was again before it fell apart. Yes. When it was when it was clean, when it was a you know, when I lived out there, which was from um eighty-nine to ninety-two, dude, we used to take off and go up to San Francisco. Like we were in central California. We were at Fort Ord, which was by like Monterey, another great city, or it used to be. But we would take off on a weekend, and we would just drive up to it's about an hour and a half, two hours, something like that, to um, to San Francisco. And I mean, it was just it was just such a different city for a big city than anywhere I'd ever been. It's all it's all kind of on a big hill, like it's all like a, a hilly type of an area. But it 
it was all super clean and it was really nice. And, you know, there was a million things to do and there was, you would see famous people just walking around and stuff, which was kind of cool. And, you know, it had a great nightlife. I mean, the stone and the Omni and the Ruthie's Inn and, you know, some great rock clubs back then. It was just great. It would, to me, it was the best city I think I've ever been in. Uh, Vegas is cool. New York City back th- 25, 30 years ago was cool. You know, not now. Now, not I, now. Wouldn't, now I wouldn't go there if I had both guns with me. But, <laughs> you know, but it, it used to be a great city. Chicago used to be a great city. Like Chicago that. used to be a ton of fun, man. It's just, you know what, now, I, I almost think now, even a Vegas, I think, would probably be too big for me just because all the riffraff that comes with a big city would be there. You know, I think I want to, if, if I was to go travel, and I'm not a big travel guy, but if I was to travel now, I think I would want to go find these little these little cities, like, a, you know, like the little town that still keeps up their 1840s heritage or whatever, and, you know, has saloons with the swinging doors and, you know, keeps the motif of it with a girl at the piano playing songs and stuff. See, that's what I was kind of thinking of. It's like, if I, Vegas is at the top of the list as far as big cities for me would go. And then if I was going to go to another city where things had to slow down a little bit, I think I'd like a quiet, mm-hmm. like, mountain town with cobblestone roads and old architecture yeah. stuff and i think that would be cool other than the fact that i'd probably die trying to walk on it but i think that that would be kind of nice too that kind of nice little living and and stuff like that but i don't know scott says seth wouldn't like tokyo because of the cuisine that's probably way true for you you'd be the guy that but but see you're that guy anywhere though if you went anywhere in the world you'd be like hey you got a mcdonald's around here somewhere I want a, I want a Big Mac. You, you would not. There's no way you would walk into a. Well, I'll just tell you what I did, and you tell me if you would do this. When I, especially when I first got to Korea, before I learned to speak any Korean, um, I used to walk into just restaurants in downtown, um, downtown Seoul, and I would just. It was all, all the menus were all in Korean, and I wouldn't even ask what it was. I'd be like, yeah, just give me this. And I would just point to something on the menu. And I had no idea what I was ordering. None. I mean, I literally was just ordering what I thought was the coolest pictures that made words to them. And I was like, yeah, how does she? Sege. Boom. And, and, he, no. and he'd bring me something, and I would eat it. I, I... You wouldn't do that. No, I would not do that. I would have a, I would Google on my phone a picture of a cow and just hold it up and say, (laughs) 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 or a picture of a chicken. There you go. (laughs) Well, you're not alone in that though, dude. Like the, the town we used to party in, which was right off of our base is about a mile off our base was called Itaewon. And Itaewon was definitely a Korean. It was like, the shops were all Korean, but when you got to the bars, they were all Americanized big time. And that's, you know, for one reason, all the GIs went there. So they were built to satisfy the GIs. And it was just kind of a, a four-way intersection where we would go and party. 
and there was like a front street and then there was the back street and there was like two intersections. Okay. And the one intersection where all the bars were was called Hooker Hill. You can look that up on YouTube as well. And um, basically it was exactly as advertised. You'd walk up the hill and you could either duck into a bar or there'd be hookers everywhere to, to, to hire and take them back to a hut and bang them. So oh, nice. there was that spot. But then there was the other spot, the, the first, the main strip. And right at the corner of the main strip was the biggest ass Burger King you've ever seen in your life. Because most of the GIs were like you and not me. And they wouldn't go into a restaurant and just order Korean food. You know, they wouldn't go and order monkey meat and actually eat it and then find out it was monkey. Yeah. You know, they, they wouldn't eat that. They weren't, they weren't trying that shit. So they would go to Burger King. They would go to Burger King and eat. And then they would come out. They didn't enjoy the culture. I personally enjoyed the culture to no end. So Yeah, I, I'm looking up. First thing, I typed in Hooker Hill. That's all I typed in. Yeah, the yeah. infamous Hooker Hill Taiwan transgender bar. No. The hidden red light area in Seoul, Korea. Now, now you're talking. Homo Hill and Hooker Hill. See, it wasn't Homo Hill back then. Right. Hooker Hill is a different... There's an article about Hooker Hill in the Seoul Times. Of course. Hooker Hill is a different place from a few years ago where upper... Wow, it's a long article. Uh, all but deserted with only a few squatting whores chain smoking despondently. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they closed the base. They closed the base, so now there's nothing to there's nothing there anymore. But this yeah, place was my, this is my stomp. Wow. Yeah, the red hey, light district that. in pictures in this article. I'll put it on the screen. Hey, you gotta be careful with the pictures you show in this place, man. Well, it's YouTube. YouTube should be. YouTube should be okay. You know they have, they have rules. A walk a, down Hooker Hill. There's a transgender one. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, that's at the top of the hill. I can I can narrate. <laughs> you know, and then I'm gonna stop it right here. This is like a side road, and then if you go down this street, you, you can kind of see down is like where the, the main strip is. This is up at the top. Back when I was there, right where they're standing right now was outside of a country bar. And we used to go to that country bar all the time because there was always, they had cheap drinks in the country bar. But you would you would go in there and you'd just get a bunch of drinks and you'd come out. And then right where they're walking from, right behind it, when I was there, was a place that we called the Kettle House. And the Kettle House was, it was just some, it was this lady, there's one lady, and she made these drinks. It was like pink lemonade and soju, which is their their whiskey, Korean whiskey, I guess, or Korean vodka. And you would just sit there and you'd be drinking the stuff, drinking it and just partying, right? And you wouldn't feel nothing. You'd be like, yeah, hey, yeah, this is great, right? A lot of times you would stand up and you'd wake up the next morning at home. You didn't know <laughs> how you got there, where you got, where. That soju hit you like no one's business. I mean, this is long after I was there. This is, what, 2014. So, you know, everything's changed. But it was 
watch a little more of this place. See if we can see anything fun. They're watching for underage. I can tell you. I'm I'm just trying to see where where are we going here. Yeah, but you see, it's just all bars. Yeah. It's it's all just bars. Don't look very busy. Old Opry. Well, no, not now. Or two thousand. If I find a find a Saturday night, let me here. I'll let me pop out of here and see if I can't find a Saturday night. Because when I was there, and when when the military was there, on a Saturday night, this place would be packed. I mean, pack packed, because people came like all the military people came came up from there or to see to go to that place again because the hookers were cheap and. Um, let me tell you what, on Saturday. See, we're a cultural show here. We uh, we are. Religious show, cultural show, sports show, everything all wrapped into one. While you're looking for that, hang on. I would never let you in my VIP. We are enemies. We are foes. Who are you? And what are those? You are gross. You. I'll answer this one too. Did I ever eat dog? Yes, I did. It was called Kagogi. And I had it many times. It's good. And he does say it that so he sneaks up on you. Oh. But it, back then, <laughs> I, I, this all these things are in my book, my one book, um, and other things I should not say. But um the um Soju at that time was unregulated. And so sometimes you could buy it for so cheap. They sold it in two liter bottles, plastic bottles <laughs> of this soju. And it was like 49 cents in the drugstores <laughs> to get it. It was so cheap. So a lot of times we would just buy this stuff, but it was potent as hell. The problem was sometimes you could drink the whole lead, the whole two liter bottle of it yeah. and not even get a buzz. And then other times you drink three shots and you would just be hammered, like hard to stand up hammered because they didn't have like regulations, you know, on, on how this stuff was manufactured. It, right. it was potent, man. Well, for you can buy. Uh, soju. I'm looking for it. I mean, there was a thing for it. It's just S O J U. Korean soju shot glass set. Nice. But I don't see like an actual liquor thing. Wait, no, glasses for soju. They have other liquors you could buy Korean, but I don't see soju on here anymore. I'm sure it's I'm sure you can still get it. You just gotta look. I'm so looking here's at Amazon. a typical Right. Here you go. Here we are out partying in the streets. <laughs> hey, look at that guy. He's all excited. It looks like a hopping place. It's all. It was always busy, man. It was always a big part. Look, just drinking in the streets. Buy a drink, take it with you. <laughs> so it's kind of like a Korean Vegas. It is. It really On was. The Korean flats. Now, this, this is where I used to part. This is what it looked like every Saturday when I was out. When I was out. Every Friday, every Saturday. This is the. Because this is the strip. This is the strip where where we were all partying. And that's exactly what it looked like when I was there. Just busy as all get out. 
but fun. Was it dangerous? I mean, people get robbed and stuff. Uh, wear a mask. Why are people wearing masks? What year is this? Because the air there, dude. We 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 never wore them, but we could have, should have. The air there. I don't know about now, but back then the air was so dirty. First of all, it, it, when I first got off the plane in Korea, the first thing you get is that smell of shit. It just really? like, ugh. Oh, it's it's horrible. And the air is was so dirty because back then they didn't have any regulations for anything. We used to do this thing where we take our hand like this and we go, like, wave your hand real fast for 30 seconds and then look at your hand and it would be covered with soot. Ugh. It was fucking gross. And this is the shit we were we were breathing. Like, the one the one thing that everybody always had in in the day was colds everybody was always had the cold or the flu or whatever because you're breathing this shitty air it was terrible for you so they're not wearing masks because of covid they're wearing masks because the air just no 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 i don't think so no they're just wearing there was always people wearing masks over there but you see how busy it is it's always pretty hopping itaewon yeah are there a lot of americans over there well, Itaewon, like I said, Itaewon was, um, it was the town right off the base. Like a lot of us, we would walk out the, what we used to call the South Gate, which was the, the back gate to the, to the base. And then you would just walk straight up the street about a mile and you ran right into this, right into Itaewon and Hooker Hill. So Friday night came, you could stay on base or you could go out here, and it was the Wild West out here. I mean, you could pick up chicks. We used to have a club there called the King Club, and you would go in the King Club, and it was packed to the gills always. But you would find your – you would just go up, and they had a little tiny dance floor, and you'd just kind of walk your way up on the dance floor, find some chick that wasn't with a guy, start dancing with her. You'd be like, oh, let's go back to the table. And you'd buy her one drink. You'd be like, let's go back to my apartment. And they'd be like, yes, no. And if it was no, out. Because that was the one thing about Korea. Getting laid was like, I don't know, was like getting a sandwich. It really was not hard. It was, if you couldn't get laid in Itaewon anytime you wanted to, you really had a problem. <laughs> That's why, I, I mean, dude, you, I mean, you've heard the stories about military people oh, yeah. going into the Far East and all of them getting, you know, the clap or whatever. Dude, 99% of my friends at some point got got the clap. 99% of them had to get the the ramrod shot to clean them up. But I somehow didn't. I don't know how I didn't, but but yeah, it was insanity, dude. It it was a different world, man. Let it play a little more, but yeah, and I mean, you see, none of this stuff is like really sophisticated or anything. It's all, it's all clock. just a big. Yeah, he's like wearing a mask. He doesn't want to die. Yeah, there's cops. There's definitely some cops, but they weren't. They were small. Like we weren't afraid of the cops, because the cops were the cops were little. We always figured we could take them if we had to, and there was definitely times that fights would break out, and we'd give them a good smack. <laughs> This looks like my kind of town. Maybe I'm instead of Vegas, I'll just drive there. 
cheap. I, I don't know what it costs there now, but it's it it back then it was everything was so cheap, man. I mean everything. We would going out to party in um on a um on a Friday night, you would take with you about about fifteen dollars. Ten, fifteen dollars. And you almost always came back with money in your pocket. I'm gonna pack it just up wasn't expensive. I'm gonna pack up the wife we're heading to eat to one. There you go. Let's see if there's any more. I'm trying to see if there's all right, where is that? See, a lot of this has changed. This is definitely different than oh, I know right where this is. Yeah, and then you can go up those steps into that club. Yeah. Yeah, I missed that. Dude, I loved it over there, man. They have casinos and stuff there? They didn't when I was there. They did not have casinos, but dude, there wasn't nobody looking to gamble. Please. There was two things you were looking to do, drink and fuck. And that's it. That's that's what that's what we were doing was partying and, and having sex. That's dude, you know, you, you saw the thing um about the um the red light district over there. Yeah. That place was called Miadi and what you would do is you would go to Miati. We we call it the slang name was just Miatis. And we would go to Miatis. We would t- get like eight to 10 guys together and we would go to Miatis. And that's, I don't know, 20 minute cab ride away or something. But you would go down there and then it was about a mile and a half, two mile strip of nothing but sliding glass doors on each side of the street. And basically you would go with, with all your boys and you would go until you found one <clears throat> where everybody found a girl that they were into, but nobody was fighting over them. Right. You know, like nobody's like fighting. Oh, I want this one. No, I do too. You know, you go to, you found one that everybody was good. And then you would go in and it was like 10 bucks a guy, 15 if you wanted the whole night. And, you would go in, they'd bring you in, they'd bring everybody in, you'd sit down on a floor, and they had like a little table, and they would feed you beers and apples. I'll, I'll never forget that, because it was such a weird beers and apples. But they would give you beers and apples, and you'd be eating, and they'd be feeding you the apples like, you know, like the the Roman, you know, the Roman thing with the grapes. You know, but they'd be feeding you these apples and pouring the beers in your mouth or whatever. And then the girls would get up one at a time and do this crazy sex show. And it was nuts. It was, you know, putting cigarettes up in there and making the cherries light up and um, throwing ping pong balls across the room and, you know, putting a roll of quarters in and asking you how much change you wanted and (laughs) spitting them out quarter by quarter. It was nutty. I mean, it was breaking candles like big thick candles putting them up in there and snapping them in half and so i mean it was like insanity and this was for like 10 15 dollars man it's crazy were were the drinks for the girls still colored water you got a good (laughs) i never had any issues with bartenders or unlike here it wasn't like a strip club, so to speak, where you would buy the girls a drink for $18 and they're just drinking water so that they can soak you for lap dances. It wasn't like that, man. It was just, and again, this was before, I was there before and during the Olympics. So, so when, 
after the Olympics, they did modern up some, so it may have changed. I left maybe six months after the Olympics. So I have to imagine that it did get a little more sophisticated after I left, but it was some fun times, man. I'm looking at restaurants in Itaewon. Itaewon Burger King. What is it? The Itaewon Gastropub. Oh, wait, that's in New York. Mm -hmm. Taiwan. There's got to be something I would eat there. I'm sure, dude, you'd be fine. There, there was American joints to eat. It just was, it, it just was a little, dude, I, I mean, should take you to a Korean, I should take you to a Korean restaurant in Cleveland. Everything's closed. See if you could there. handle any of that. See if you could, well, yeah, Itaewon, the, the base closed a couple years ago. I'll tell you, it's closed because I think it's the middle of the night over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 14 hours different, so. It's probably morning over there. All right, what the fuck? Dude? I'm trying to. I looked up their menu and I can't read any <laughs> of this stuff. How am I supposed? To, look, there's a rabbit. I mean, how am I supposed to know what the hell that is? A whole bunch of letters. Maybe that's what it is—a rabbit. Hey, I'm looking at pictures. It looks like good food. I don't know. I mean, dude, well, I mean, if you'll if you'll play the game, I'll take you to a Korean restaurant here, and I'll order the food and you eat it. And I won't get you anything crazy. I'll get you like beef or something. I stepped away for a few minutes. My sister stopped by and I came back to this. <laughs> we have run yeah, the gamut of things to talk about tonight. Yeah. We've talked about hookers. We've talked about religion. We've talked about the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shortage of entertainment value on this program. Um, Somebody posted it way, way long ago in this chat, but they posted something about, we're just showing WHK that we can cover a lot of topics. <laughs> that's it. We're a newsworthy organization here on uh, the right. show. We're going to have will a say this. This is what? one of the cleanest, as far as language shows we've done. See? We haven't hardly sworn not very much at all today. I had like a like a little bit of a role where I said like ten of them in a row, but that was just for effect. It had nothing to do with you know <laughs> wanting to swear. I think I only you... said like two swears the whole show. Yeah, but I I mean, you did talk about snapping candles off in somebody's crotch and you know that kind of thing, but which is I didn't say where you you. I didn't say where you interpreted that. You said stuffed them up in there, so I'm assuming it had to be. I mean, there's only I, a like, where, that could have been the room. Could have been a couple places to stuff something up and break it in half. Could have been a door. Could have been a backpack. Wednesday, um, we have a huge show. We do. Um, I think Dave Mortash might stop by. <laughs> might stop by. I'm not sure about that yet. Uh, we have a band. Tom Wayne is going to check in with his band, and then you have a. Singer we might out. have another another singer as well. I don't know his name, but um, Tony Masaccio. What? Yeah, I took Masaccio's coming on. Dude, we had a big, big show on Wednesday. Just the spectacular is what it is. It's going to be the big Seth Williams, Chris Aiken spectacular on Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> we might be a little more focused than we were here, where we came in with no yeah. topics at all. This is See, that's funny. 
it, it, that's that's funny though because you said at the beginning of the show I don't know what we're going to talk about you know and we managed and here to we are <laughs> and, and and this one went faster than I think any of the other ones in my yeah. head yeah just whoop gone all right well I want to thank everybody for listening I much appreciated God willing we'll talk to you on Wednesday yes sir Rachel keeping it clean keep it up come on Natalie. Natalie's happy that we have so many different subjects. Half were about hookers and <laughs> playing half naked Browns girl and half naked Rolling Stones girl. Yeah, you're not a dick. You're not a dick, Gunner. I was just joking. A good fun show, guys. Sorry if you didn't you weren't you didn't offend anybody. Everything's great. You're not a dick. I was just playing, Gunner. All right, have a great one. We'll talk to you again, hopefully on Wednesday. All right, man. See ya. See ya.